One word on the parasha. Today I'd like to discuss a story at the end of this week's parasha. What is it? Parashat Emor. Does anybody know in the last Aliyah we speak about a story of a man, Lo who cursed Bore Olam? You know the story or no? Lo he cursed Hashem Lo Now, what was the story? Let me explain and let me be very, very clear. There was a lady. Her name was, it says, his mother's name was Shelomit Bat Divri Dan. Shelomit Bat Divri had his child, and this child, Lo cursed Hashem. How? What happened? Let me explain. One day, one day, he was walking. This, this boy, the daughter of Shlomit was walking and he went to a he was a little bit if you realize in the in the parasha also a little bit wise there there's something called lechem panim you know what lechem panim is the lechem panim anybody know what that is they have in the beta mikdash from friday they put it in till after shabbat the bread stays fresh in the Beit HaMikdash. Now I want you to t- I'll tell you something. You take a piece of bread now, you leave it outside for, for 10 minutes, you'll see how hard it'll get. Alright? Over here, the Beit HaMikdash, a miracle happened. Hashem wanted that miracle to happen to show the people how much He loved them. Hashem loved you so much, loves us so much that He says, look at the miracle I'm giving you. The bread stays fresh even for nine days, from Friday to after Shabbat, it's still saying fresh. And that's what happened when you used to go to the Beit HaMikdash, Pesach, Shabbat, and Sukkot, they would bring out the bread and they would show you, look how much Hashem loves you, fresh and hot off the oven, even though it was it for a whole week. This person, Shlomi Batibri's son, being wise, says, eh, what is this? What kind of business is this? You're putting bread? Put fresh bread. Why are, you ma- why are you waiting for an entire week? Every day you should make bread. Not only once a week. Meanwhile, he was wrong because at the end of Hashem wanted to show the miracle that he was doing for the people to show how much he loved them. He was 100% wrong. In any case, what happens next? He goes ahead and everybody had their camp. Each Shevet had where their Shevet was. This Shevet here, this Shevet there, tribe, tribe, tribe. But this person, who was he? His father was an Egyptian. His father was an Egyptian. What happened? She, his mother, one day, um, was opened the door. And who was it? Who was it? It was an Egyptian guy. And she, like her namesake says, Shalomit. She was always saying shalom, hi, peace, how you doing, how's everything. She would, she would speak to people, shalom, shalomit. That's what they called it, shalomit, right, from the root word, shalom. How you doing, how's everything. So when she opened, bat divri, what's bat divri? Divri, dibud. She was always talkative as well. She was talking. When she opened up the door, she said, hi, shalom, how you doing, Mr. Egyptian? 
What does he say? Where's your husband? He has to come work today. Oh, my husband? One second, uh, Mr. Egyptian, and he was saying, Shalom, was that? He brings him out, and the guy went off to work. Not unknowingly, this Egyptian guy came back to the same house because she was so friendly. When she opened up the door, he thought, wow, she's a great lady. Let me go. And that, that time she came back, and Lord Lord Lachem, they, they had a relation unknowingly. She was unknowingly, it says. And uh, he left the house. As he leaves the house, the husband saw that the Egyptian guy came out of his own house. He said, what is going on? He realized the whole situation. But now, the Egyptian, to protect himself, what did the Egyptian do to protect himself? He said, oh, there's only one way. I can't hide the evidence. There's only one way to do it, kill the evidence. Who is the evidence? It's this guy who saw? Okay. The next day, the Egyptian guy is working. This, the, sorry, the, the, the Jewish guy is working. And the Egyptian guy, who had relations with his wife, says, oh, this guy, work! You're not working hard enough! Boom! He whips him! You're not working hard enough! Boom! He's, he, he's whipping him and whipping him. And all, he's giving him such hard hits to really, to physically kill the guy. And Moshe is walking by and Moshe sees, oh my goodness, what's going on? You're whacking the guy, the guy's going to die. The guy was so bruised. Moshe said, Shem HaMeforash, Shem Hashem, and guess what? The guy, the Egyptian guy, automatically, the Egyptian guy automatically died. He died. Now, fast forward. This uh, son, that came from, uh, from this marriage, he now, he doesn't have a tribe. Why doesn't he have a tribe? Because the tribe goes to where? Father or the mother? The father. You go by the father. By the, to know if you're Jewish, Jewish or not Jewish, you go by the mother. But once the guy is Jewish, which tribe does he belong to? <coughs> Belongs to the, go by the father. For example, uh, if, you, if your mother is a Kohen, and your father is not a Kohen. Are you a Kohen? No. If your father is a Kohen and your mother is an Israelite, are you a Kohen? Yeah, it goes by the father. By the father, it goes by the father. So finally, what happens, everybody had his own tribe. Now, he didn't have uh, uh, where to go. So he was in the outskirts. But his mother was from Shevet Dan. He went ahead, he puts his bed, he makes a tent in the, in the Shevet Dan, in the tribe of Dan. One guy says, hey, yeah, bro, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? He says, what do you mean? My mother's, uh, my mother's from Shevet Dan. He says, oh, I don't care where your mother's from. Where's your father? Who, my father? My father was, uh, I don't know who my father was. I really don't know who my father was. But I know my father was from Shevet Dan. They do verification on the guy. They verify who's his father. They realize his father is who? The Egyptian guy. An Egyptian guy. They take him to bed. Listen, you, have no tr- your tribe, your, you don't have a tribe. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? You have no tribe. What are you doing? You can't even be here. So he says, oh my goodness. My father, then he says, my father was an Egyptian? What? So where's my father? He's dead. So he's dead. How did my father die? So he tell him, listen, one time there was a story that he was hitting on a, on a he, was, he, was, he was hitting a Jew and Moshe passed by and Moshe used Hashem's name and with Hashem's name, 
You know, you can use Shema Meforash. Sometimes you use Shema Meforash. I told you this once, right? You, a person, you, you can't do it, right? Right? It's Shema Meforash. You're not, it's very, very scary things. A person can, heavy, heavy duty things can happen to the person. He used Shema Meforash, he used God's name, and he used it to kill, uh, kill the Egyptian and he died. What did this guy do? He went ahead and he cursed with his mouth, Hashem. What's the halacha if a person curses Hashem? Hayav mitah. Yahayav sekilah. Sekilah is what? It's stoning. It's one of the harshest punishment of killing. Where we take the guy, we throw him off the thing, he didn't die yet, we just chuck stones on the guy. Stoning. And that's, that's what happened to this guy. The guy ended up dying. This is the end of this week's parasha. Everybody got it clear? Now, we have to analyze something. How did this story all take place? You know how it, it took place? With excessive chatter. With too much talk. Sometimes a person has to shut his mouth to get out of trouble. It's true. Sometimes a person has to shut his mouth to get out of trouble. Now, this is a very important lesson in life. Why? Because she was, was saying, by the way, by the way, you know why the Torah speaks about her name, right? right? You know why? Because it's showing that was the only incident that happened in the whole Egypt. Every other lady in Egypt, with all the Egyptians on top of us, no lady did any, any immoral act the entire Egypt. That's what Rashi explains. Nobody. So it was really a praise for Claudia Israel. Of course, again, like I told you, they bring down, it was, she was, she didn't even know who it was. You know, she didn't even know who it was. She thought it was her husband, actually. But in any case, how did it start? How did the Egyptian get involved? Because she was being excessive chatter. How you doing? Shalom Aleichem. How's everything? This, that. You see, when a person talks too much, he could get big in trouble. Now, let me, let me just tell you two, two points on this. There was a fellow, a friend of mine, actually, and, uh, and he wasn't getting married. He was getting older, and he wasn't getting married. Getting older, not getting married. And every time we would meet up, we would go out, let's say, wherever it was, hanging out a little bit. He would call me and say, oh, uh, can you come out, come chill, this, hang out, please. I want to I wanna take you out. Okay, no, I felt, you know, so I felt the needs a little chizuk. I went. Every time I heard, ah, why oh, I shamed, I shamed, I shamed complaining against, heaven forbid, against, we're not allowed to do this, against Hashem Kibiyahu. Oh, look at this, I'm getting older, and I'm not, I didn't find my zivug, why is Hashem, why? blaming God, Shalom to do such a thing. And he said certain things that I heard personally, which was disgusting, which probably if we had the bed Deen, they'll take care of, they'll take care of him, right? No joke, it was like a real, real thing, real situation, where he was even like, heaven forbid, Cursing like ah! I was like, whoa! I was like, bro, you gotta chill. Guess what? Today, he's getting married. Not today. Today, he's getting married. He's he's married. He he married a gem of a girl, a gem. The girl, midotovot, good character traits, great family. She has the perfect a uh, perfect match. And then he comes over to me, and he tells me, you should just know, I regret. I regret all those times where I spoke negative about heaven forbid Hashem. I said, listen, you buddy, you have to do big tshuva. You have to do big tshuva. Hashem is not a toy. 
Hashem is not a, a game. It's not like, oh, I press a button, Hashem now. Oh, I press a button, Hashem later. It's, it's not like that. It's not like that. People think, oh, Hashem's my buddy. He's my buddy, you know. Okay, Hashem, sorry, Hashem, Hashem. He's not your buddy, he's Hashem. And, and, and if you go out of your way, it says, if do it Hashem ve'gilu bira'ada. You know what it means, ve'gilu bira'ada? In the highest happiness, be trembling. What do you mean? Why should I be trembling in the highest happiness? Why? Why? Because at the end of the day, you can't lose focus in life. There was a rabbi. There was a rabbi. It was a wedding. Huge wedding. Huge wedding. All of a sudden, everybody was going, laughing too much. They were laughing too much. Ah, partying, partying too much. He took a glass. A glass that was worth 400 zoos. The Gemara says it was worth 400 zoos. That's like probably a few hundred thousand dollars. And he took that and he cracked it in front of everybody. Everybody stopped. Oh, what's going on? He says, you guys, you're getting carried away. Don't lose focus. You're here to mesamech atan v'kalah because Hashem's sake, not because you want to party like your brain's out. It's a Gemara that says this, by the way, that I'm telling you. And from there, there's a Tosafon on the top of the page that says, this is the minhag that we have to break a glass underneath the canopy. Underneath the chuppah, we break a glass. Why? From the story. From the story, how? Of course, from the Beit HaMikdash, where a person has to remember, even the highest peaks that we're on, remember the Beit HaMikdash. So we crack it to remember Jerusalem. The Hashem doesn't have His house. The Simcha is not complete because God, you don't have your house. But it also... To remind ourselves that life is not a joke. Life is serious. And you can't go ahead and party your whole life around and think, oh, and that's why he stopped them. He broke the glass and he said, stop, focus, focus in your life. Abotai, this person that my friend I'm telling you about, he regrets it. Because why? Because he let himself too loose. He let himself, ah, Life is a game. Life is a joke. Hashem is a button. I'm in the mood for Hashem today. No, now I'm in the mood. Now I'm not in the mood. I shut Hashem off. Press the button. Off. It's not like a button you press. Of course, he did tshuva. But going back, he tells me, I wish I never even opened my mouth. You have to be careful the way you have you speak. But there's another thing I want to bring out. And that is where a person, like we saw in the end of the parasha, we saw the story, excessive chatter, talking too much, could get you in trouble. Let me tell you a story that happened to me today personally. So, I parked my car. There's, you know alternate sides? You know what I'm talking about alternate sides? You know, you know what I'm talking about? So, so, alternate sides in Brooklyn, basically the law is you could double park. Correct? Let's say, for example, you could. Let's say, let's say for example, let's say, for example, at least my block. Right? Uh, at least my block. Let's say, let's say it says alternate sides. You can't park on this side from 8.30 to 10 a.m. From 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can't park on this side. Fine, that side I can't park. But you could double park on the other side. And what is it? What's the whole purpose? The street cleaning. So the street cleaning, I, I double park, and you can go that way. Right? So I, 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 the law by my block is like that. Anyway, guess what? So today... Today, I did it. Today, I was in a big rush. I said, oh my goodness, I'm very, very big rush. I got a, I got a, what do I have to do? I double parked my car, which was 100% legal. And I, 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 I double parked the car, 100% legal in, in, in alternate. 
And what happens? I go out, I do, I do some things. I was learning, I come out. I come out. And there was a bus after like the 10 o'clock, the time I had to move it. A bus came. And there was like three security guards from another school. They came on the block. Like, what's going on? What happened? The guy, there was another guy who saw me door parked anyway, and he also parked his car by the other side. You understand the situation now? I'm, I'm door parked, and this guy says, I have a parking now. Look, uh, uh, I parked there. Meanwhile, he doesn't understand that he's not allowed to park there because it's alternate sides. So he parked there anyway. Now what happens over here now? It's a very narrow, narrow uh, block. Now the bus is coming and it can't come. So now the bus is waiting for an hour, an hour and change. I don't know for how long, maybe half hour. I don't know what, what he's doing. But he's honking. I'm not even around. Now I come, I come out. I come out. And what do they see? First thing, oh, a guy with a yarmulke. A man. Oh, what's going on? And all of a sudden, the fellow says, the, 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 one of the fellows says, inconsiderate. He screams out, inconsiderate. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm there. And now I'm fuming, by the way, because inside me I'm like saying, I'm like thinking to myself, before I even parked there, I looked at the sign 15 times. This is the right alternate. Yeah, today is Wednesday, yes. Today is 8.30, I looked at my watch, 8.30. I made sure I looked at my cell phone to make sure that it's the right time, it's the right time. I said I did it on purpose and I knew 100% because I know these stories happen all the time, you know what I'm saying? I know I didn't want to be that guy that's nobody and nothing. And meanwhile, whose fault it is? It's the other guy who's parking illegal on the alternate sides. But he said on his word, inconsiderate. Those words drove me up the wall. It drove me up the wall. I'm looking inconsiderate. I was like, excuse me. I tell him, excuse me. Excuse me. Look at this sign. It's 8.30 to 10 alternate. If anything, it's this guy who parked that, that, that illegally that's inconsiderate. What does he do? He says again, inconsiderate. I was like, you know, I was like, what are you... When considering, I'm allowed, now it starts, my voice is going a little bit louder now. And I'm like, listen, inconsiderate, I'm allowed to park here. It's 100% allowed. This guy's not allowed. And he's saying, I don't care. You should have parked there. And he starts screaming, you should not park there. I was like, excuse me. I still have another half hour. I'm starting 30. I'll stay here. Let this other guy move. That's what I told him. I said, I have another half hour. You know what? Let your whole bus stay. I'm not... okay. Now I started getting out of here. Now it's already like, oh my goodness. How can you say that? What do you mean? Just move your car. But how did this all happen? How did this whole little thing happen? Alternate sides. <laughs> you know how it happened? First of all, it happened by speech. I could have, technically speaking, I could have, Shut my mouth. He called me inconsiderate, which, which you, you get hurt. Inconsi- the way he said it, you know, inconsiderate. He could just say, inconsiderate, you know. Like, the way he says it was like, come on. I could have took, took my car and I could have drove away. Really, to be honest, I'm blaming myself a little bit, but I could have took my car and I could have drove away. But I heard this word inconsiderate. I wanted just to tell him, I'm not inconsiderate because this other guy is inconsiderate. But me speaking and now going back and forth, going back and forth, going back and forth, what happened? A whole argument came about. A whole, my Lord, a whole thing came back and forth, back and forth. So what happens? It's the mouth. The mouth, what does it say? 
החיים והמוות ביד הלשון. Death and, and life is in the hands, the hands of the tongue. How many times you have husband and wives fighting, fighting, because what? What happened? The wife said something. The wife said something. Oh, honey, um, uh, you're late again. Didn't you say you're coming home at uh, 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 10 o'clock? You're late again. So now, the husband can take it and keep his mouth shut and be better next time, the next day, be on time. Or the husband, what he does, that option A is keep quiet and the next time be on time. Option B is, is like this. I'm late, honey. Every time I come in, uh, this, this I, I don't see dinner 100% ready. You know, every time I come in, I hear the, the, the baby not, not pull asleep. Every time I come in, he could, he could go and bash her. Option A or option B? Option B, you know what option B leads to? A fight. A fight. You know why? Because he didn't shut his mouth. Because he didn't shut his mouth, what happens? Oh, fight came along. But if he would have shut his mouth, how many times it happens with neighbors? Personal stories that I know with neighbors. I know a personal story actually happened to me a few doors down. A few doors down on my block. Never forget it. A few doors down on my block. How, how uh, uh, um, somebody screamed, one of the neighbors on the block, screamed at another, another, another person's child. So the father came out, and the father told the, the, the other neighbor, listen, if you have something to say to my child, don't tell my child. Tell me, I'll tell my child. Now, now what happened? The neighbor says, what are you talking about? He was doing something dangerous. Are you kidding me? I had to tell him. And then they were fighting, brawling, brawling. It was like a whole thing. The cops ended up coming on the block. It's like, what happened? What, legit, cops came on the block. What happened? The guy, the guy is, is, a, is a huge guy. The guy is a, a humongous guy. He could, he could crack the other guy in two, in pieces. You know what I'm saying? So he started screaming at the guy. He started threatening the guy. He says, if you ever, 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 ever talk to my son like that again, I will kill you. Oh, you're threatening me now. Yeah, I'm threatening you. The whole fight went on. Why? Because the excessive talk. You know, you know how you control it? Should I tell you how you control it? You learn from David HaMelech. What do you learn from David HaMelech? David HaMelech heard curses. There was Shemit ben Gerai, cursed him out. The wildest curses. David could have flipped out. David could have done everything. David didn't say, he didn't say a word to him. Hashem was going to take care of this guy. But David, you know what the Pasuk says? Uch ilem, uch kecheresh lo eshma, uch ilem lo iftach what does that mean? David made himself like a deaf person. He, was, he made himself like a deaf person. Could a deaf person hear? Could a deaf person hear? Yes or no? He can't hear. Guess what? Guess what? If you, somebody's bashing you, and if you make it as if you don't hear it, you will never ever talk back. Again, fights happen, shalom bayit happens, where the husband or the wife answers back. But if the husband or the wife automatically hears it, or any other fight for that matter, doesn't hear the insulting words, you're right, you got insulted. You're right, you're right, it's the other person's fault. Okay, hear it, make believe you didn't hear it. Make believe you didn't hear it, you don't have to answer back. You understand what David Amelech is teaching you? You heard it? No? Close your ears. Make believe you didn't hear it. If I would have left that bus driver, 
and he said inconsiderate, and I would have heard it. And I would have heard it in my ears, made believe I didn't hear it. Okay, so he didn't tell me anything. I just woke up, why? No fight. But the fact that it, it entered my ears to hear, then already that's the problem where it starts. I, I heard the insult. Make believe you didn't hear it. How are you going to make believe you didn't hear the insult? How are you going to do that? I heard it. What do you mean, Rabbi? I heard it. How are you, you going to say it? I didn't hear it. You're right, you heard it, but at the end of the day, you have to understand one thing. Everything that happens to you is from Hashem. Everything that happens to you is from Hashem. So it wasn't this person that said that. It was Hashem through him that said that. And Hashem's testing you now. Listen, you got insulted. He played with your ego. He played with your honor. He played with this. What are you going to do now? Are you going to keep quiet like you didn't hear it? Huh? Are you going to take it as if it's kaparat davonot? You know, sometimes a person, his wife could shamble the living daylights out of him. People come to me, Rabbi, my wife shambles me. You don't know, Rabbi. I tell her, listen, do you take it or you don't take it? She says, I can't take it. Every time she shambles me, I lash back. I say, you fool. Why am I a fool? She says, because if you would take it, Make believe you didn't hear it. Make believe it's going one ear out the ear. Make believe you didn't hear it. She shambled you. She had a bad day. She had a, she had a hard day. So she took it out on you. She's like, make believe you're a punching bag. She had to get her stress out. So she punched you. She shouldn't have done it. But she did it. You take it. The next day, everything will be okay. And guess what? You will definitely, definitely, definitely have kaparatavanot. There's no question about it. You will definitely have kaparatavanot. When somebody insults you and you don't answer back, you have that kaparat avonot. So therefore, what the, what the Torah is teaching you, what David is teaching you, well, what should you do? Kicharesh. I didn't hear any insults. I guys walking by, I'll never forget. I went one time, we went to bury one of, uh, one of my relatives, a cousin of mine, and on the way back from the funeral home, uh, uh, one, one, one non-Jew, kids, three kids, they come, and they, and they like do like a hachu, and as I was walking by, like, Tari Jew! Instead of saying Hachu, they said, Dirty Jew. And I heard that. Now, now I want to tell you something. I could have said something, especially now, like, you know, I was furious. Uh, my, my, uh, the relative just passed away. And like, what are you saying, Jew? But you know what I did? I heard it. I made believe I didn't hear it. I just walked by. Guess what? It saved me a lot of problems because these, these guys were the, the, the mafiosa that their family's from, you know? They could, they could, they could really, uh, really take, take, take charge over it. No joke, I'm not kidding you. They believe I didn't hear it. Boom. Call it a day. Make believe nothing happened. You understand what I'm trying to say or no? That's what it says. Sometimes in life, you always got to be the one uh, uh, that's being barked at and not barking at. You understand? What's better? To bark at people or to be the one being barked at? Meaning to say, you have, it's Hashem, you, you could ask from Hashem anything you want in those situations. It's burning inside. A person insulted me. A person hurt me. Oh... Keep your mouth shut. Pray to Borelam for whatever you want. Pray to Borelam for whatever you want. Everybody knows the stories, famous stories, how the lady wasn't, wasn't able to have a child and all of a sudden they were at a wedding and one lady started screaming at the other lady and the other lady was about to, to scream back and the lady who wasn't having children said, don't scream back, please. I need a child. Please, beg Hashem right now that I should have a child. And, and she did it. Everybody knows famous story and she had a child nine months later. Everybody knows famous story. How did it happen? Because at that moment, you have to understand, Hashem knows what's going on. But you have to make it as if I didn't hear it. If you make it like you didn't hear it, no fights. Imagine you come, shallow bite, you come home, your wife is going crazy on you. You make believe you didn't hear it. The next day, everything will be okay. But if you're going to go lash back, by the way, this is a very big tip, by the way, I'm telling you. 
If you're going to go lash back, you know what's going to happen? It's going to just backfire because you think she's going to stop? She's in the mode, you know what I'm saying? When a person's in the mode, forget about it. You understand what I'm saying? Even a person's in a fight with words. What happens? Uh, you scream at him, he screams at you. You think that's going to stop? It's going to go back and forth. It's automatically. You know why? Because you open up the door for, for problems. And that's the great lesson. The great lesson that we learned from Shlomit Badivri is be careful not to talk too much. You know, Rabbi Vigda Miller always says, a guy is getting hatan. A guy is getting married. He comes to the, to the Shabbat table to his in-laws. He's not engaged yet. He's going out with a girl. What does he say? Don't talk too much. Why? Because when you talk too much, we realize who you really are. You know, you don't talk too much, we don't know. You know the famous story with Shlomo Melech, right? Shlomo Melech, they, they, they came to him and they, they, they told him once, oh, you're the wisest of all people, right? Yeah. Try to fool us. Right? Try to fool Yeah, we'll try to fool Yeah, try to fool us. It's okay, no problem. He says, he brought, he brought a big, big uh, 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 rabbi. Now this rabbi wasn't a rabbi. He was the biggest fool in the world. He was the biggest fool. He put a beard on him. He made a long beard. He put him up and he told this guy, do not say a word. Just keep quiet. All of a sudden they kept on asking him questions and he kept on going like this, you know. So he's like, wow, look, he's such a genius that wow, he doesn't even want to deal. The question was so, was so, was such a, was such a lousy question that he, that, he, that he brushed it off. He said, ah, I need a better question. And they kept on, wow, he's a genius, he's a genius. Before, you know, finally, so I said, I got you guys. Now talk. And the guy was speaking gibberish. Hey, 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 us. How can it be? How can it be? You know why? Because when a person talks too much, now, now you know who the person is. But if I just look at your face and I judge you just by your face, just by seeing you, I don't know who you are, I don't know where you are, but the second you talk, I can know everything about you. Don't talk too much. Don't excessive talk. You know why? Because when you, you talk too much, first of all, it can get you in trouble. You get you in trouble, you say a word here, you say a word there, you say this, you say that. Especially, especially, especially when somebody's insulting you. Especially, especially, especially when somebody's insulting you. Because when somebody's insulting you, and you make believe you didn't hear it, it'll go away. But the second you made believe that you heard it, oh yeah, you're going to get into problems now, because now you're going to answer back, and you're going to get into a brawl. And then after that, you're going to have to make peace, let me be shallow, let me this. This is the great lesson that we learned. Okay, I'm going to die.